0: This is the Nothing But Bucks podcast. Now, here's your host, T.J. Reeves. What a great performance on Sunday. Complete four quarters of football and the Buccaneers back in the win column with a road division win, 35-22 over the Atlanta Falcons. Welcome to a happy, happy Thanksgiving edition of the Nothing But Bucks podcast. I am your somewhat capable host. Buccaneers were very capable on Sunday, even after a shaky start in the ATL. Once again, reinforcing, have heard it said, have repeated it myself so many times, it is not how you start, it is how you finish in the NFL. And the start wasn't great again, but the finish for the next three and a half quarters, tremendous for the Bucs in a victory over the Atlanta Falcons. A, a game that uh, that honestly, they outplayed Atlanta in virtually every aspect of save for kicking extra points that's about the only thing the Falcons can point to and say hey uh we were better at kicking them and we even blocked one of yours while you were missing a couple of other ones too save for that there's not another area that Atlanta can really point to and say we were better on Sunday uh in terms of pass protection in terms of run stopping in terms of big plays on offense over and over and over again check the boxes for the Bucks. And especially, and this is going to be a theme when you hear the interviews uh, here on the podcast with players like Jameis Winston, like Levante David, uh, Coach Bruce Arians, that I asked him this way, and rightfully so, that off of such a tough loss to New Orleans last week at home, where you're looking to get the second half of the season rolling off of a win against Arizona, back-to-back home games, and for New Orleans to come in and really the same way, dominate the Bucs uh, the way that they did uh, last Sunday at Raymond James Stadium, in a 34-17 win, for this team to turn around and put that performance together against an Atlanta team that had bopped New Orleans at the Superdome and had just smothered and blown out Carolina in Carolina, back-to-back road wins for that Atlanta team. They had come back home feeling really good about, hey, we're going to stack three, four, five wins together here and salvage the end of our season after being one and seven. Atlanta had to be feeling good. So especially good to put that kind of performance on against a team that had been playing well in their house. Yeah, it is going to be a happy Thanksgiving. Food's going to taste better. Everybody's going to get along better. It's all good. It's all good uh, on that front. All right, so uh, we're going to have the highlights here in a few moments and a lot of good Buccaneer highlights, including Vita Vea's first touchdown catch of his NFL career. I say first because we may see this again. At some point, uh, with the big defensive tackle, as athletic as he is, you can see that this is one of the things that appealed to Jason Light and his scouting staff uh, when they made that selection of Vea back in the draft of 2018, that this is a guy that is versatile and athletic for 350-plus pounds as uh, as Vita Vea is. So anyway, he catches a touchdown pass. The Buccaneer defense registered not one, not two, but six sacks on the day. Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, both over 1,000 yards now on the season. Jameis Winston, another 300-yard pass day. Yes, there are an awful lot of things right now for the Buccaneers to be thankful for at this point in time. So we've got highlights to get to here on the program. We've got our post-game interviews to get to on the podcast. Uh, Just looking forward to going through all of this and to tell you uh, exactly why the Bucs were able to win this game. And maybe now you can start to build on this, win some games, put two, three, four wins together. That's the one thing that this team has not been able to do so far this season. Put a couple of wins together. You can't you can't win two without winning the first one, and but you can't win three without winning the second one. See my math skills here on the Nothing But Bucks podcast? Get the second win. Get some momentum when you come back home because after this game upcoming with Jacksonville this week, you're going to play three of the last four games in December at home. And if you come in with two straight wins, you've got an opportunity to really do some things uh, at the end of the year. And, And by the way, Uh, I I have said this before on this podcast, on radio shows, uh, obviously working Buccaneers radio, but even five-day-a-week radio that many of you that are hearing me, you remember me doing five-day-a-week radio in the Tampa Bay area for so many years, moved on and did national stuff with Sirius XM five days a week, Saturday night host on Fox Sports Radio. I say this all the time about the NFL, but also the rest of professional sports when they're paid professionals. When When you get to the month of December, late November and December, fans start talking about lose everything, lose out, get a better draft pick. Professional athletes do not operate that way, not the ones that have integrity, that are true professionals, that care uh, about the contract they've signed, the effort they're putting forth on tape. They want to win. Uh, Look, I know the Cincinnati Bengals are winless right now, but nobody in their locker room wants to be 0-16 and be lumped in with the Browns a couple of years ago and the Lions of 2008 and the Buccaneers of 1976 and have a winless season. So uh, the players, uh, even the coach, they're not going to lay down here. They want to win games. And if you are a fan of a team, and in this case the Bucs are now 4-7, and seven, but if you're a fan of a team that says, oh, let's just go ahead and lose out and be 4-12 and, and get a better draft pick, go away with that uh, because... You have an opportunity here to put some wins together, and I would much rather do happy Hooters postgame shows for a fifth time, sixth time, seventh time, and maybe even an eighth time at the end of this season. As opposed to, oh, well, let's just lose out so that we can have a draft pick in the top six or the top four. Is that what this has come to now, that every November and December, it's lose as many times as possible? No. If you're a fan of the team, you want your team to win, like what the Bucs did on Sunday. And there are numerous other teams around the NFL right now that are kind of floundering. We're going to play one in Jacksonville. They've lost three straight. They're floundering around. None of their fans in North Florida should be saying, hey, let's just lose out and be 4-12. They've got talent across the board. They could easily, the Jaguars, put it back together like they did earlier this year when they got to 4-4, and and win two, three, four more times this year. If you truly are a fan of your team, you're not rooting for them to lose out with six, seven games to go in the season. All right, so there I am on my soapbox on the Nothing But Bucks podcast. Shall we get to the happy highlights? I think that we should, uh, because uh, there's there's a lot to give you, a lot to have uh, here on the program. So uh, let's get started. Unfortunately, the start not good, and this has become a trend that uh, that Jameis Winston has got to shake off. Whether, whether we saw it against Arizona t- three weeks ago now, two weeks ago against the Saints, or this past weekend against Atlanta, the early interception... Uh, it once again struck here after Atlanta had an early 3-0 lead they they went down the field on a long pass play to the tight end uh, who got behind Devin White but the Bucks got him on the ground, didn't let the tight end score they stopped Calvin Ridley on the jet sweep from scoring and held Atlanta to a field goal kind of be a theme at the beginning so as we get into the highlights here this, uh, this is a pass where Jameis Winston is looking for Mike Evans in double coverage and that's bad news
1: First down 10 from the Buccaneer 36. We move right, Winston will throw, five-step drop, slant route, that is intercepted, picked off at the 48-yard line, intercepted by Trufant. Desmond Trufant has been a buck killer in his career, and he intercepts the ball intended for Mike Evans.
0: Yeah, Desmond Trufant jumping in front of Mike Evans for the interception. And you could, uh, you could see Jameis shaking his head as he walked off the field. Yet another game that begins with an INT. But credit Todd Bowles' defense because they kept Atlanta from not only not getting a touchdown, they didn't even get a field goal. They forced the Falcons to punt and put the Buccaneers back on offense after the punt had pinned them down in deep. Jameis gets out of the end zone on a scramble, a nice scramble up the near sideline. You move the ball out to around... The uh, the mid twenty yard lines uh, get another first down and now on a first down play, Winston looking long and you you've already you know what's coming right here.
1: Here's the snap, five seven step drop by Winston looks upfield, throws the ball upfield. He has Godwin. He makes the catch at the thirty to the twenty. Godwin to the ten five touchdown. Tampa Bay box lead the Falcons six to three.
0: Gene Deckerhoff, Dave Moore on the calls here. Uh, Chris Godwin has had a fantastic season and really a great Buccaneer career already in just three seasons. What a find by Jason Light and his staff in the mid-rounds of the NFL draft to get that young man out of Penn State back three years ago. Godwin with a career-long touchdown catch of 71 yards uh, on that one. A lot of it was him uh, making the catch in traffic bouncing off the receivers and racing into the end zone. And that play flipped the momentum of the game back in the Bucks' favor. Gave you confidence, gave you the belief that, hey, this, this is not going to become 14-0, 17-0, something like that here early on in the game. You're right back uh, in the lead and, and you're in command. Now, I know Atlanta got the benefit of another Jameis Winston interception and eventually cashed that one in. Uh, when the reserve running back Allison banged it in on third and goal from the one. So the Falcons were, were feeling better. Two Jameis interceptions and the one touchdown at the beginning of the game. 10-7 game, and the Bucs would then begin to turn up the heat here, uh, including putting pressure on Matt Ryan, including rookie first-round pick Devin White uh, breaking through on the blitz. They'll
1: send Julio Jones in motion. And the snap and a play drop dropping back. Ryan is sacked at the 15-yard line. And Tevin White, a linebacker blitz and he got Ryan before he turned around to throw. Great play by a rookie linebacker.
0: White comes up with that sack, and it would be a sack theme throughout the day, Atlanta Playing from behind without Julio Jones, who was in and out of the game with an injured shoulder. Had some catches early, but was was already battling a shoulder that he re-injured in the first half. Left in the second quarter of the game uh, and did not return until the middle of the third quarter. Tried to play some more on it. Had another catch or two in the second half, and then he just couldn't go anymore. Late in the third and in the fourth quarter, that made a difference. That is obviously Ryan's favorite target. He's been a Buccaneer killer with a couple of different 200-yard receiving games against the Bucs. Take that weapon away and keep pinning the ears back, including the Buccaneers' sack leader.
1: Here is the snap. Ryan dropping about four steps under pressure again. He goes for the football. It's a loose football. Yeah, Shaq Barrett get gets it. the sack and Ryan recovers the bouncing football. It's Two sacks in a row. Barrett gets sack number 12 and a half.
0: Yeah, Shaq Barrett uh, at that point gets his 12th and a half sack, which at, at that point early on Sunday, Uh, Puts him up near the top of the uh, NFL. Uh, He had come into the game one behind Chandler Jones of Arizona. So uh, Barrett still with the sack record for the Bucs with inside and maybe leading the the NFL this season. He was leading it earlier this year with eight sacks in the first three games. Now 12 and a half on the season. And the Buccaneers would put together after a Falcon punt, a 51-yard drive here that would culminate again with Winston looking on the goal line for Chris Godwin.
1: Peyton Barber a sidecar to the left on third down and goal from the one in motion Godwin here's the snap Twisting the throw to the left side it is a caught ball touchdown Tampa Bay Chris Godwin it's been the Chris Godwin show today in Atlanta two touchdowns for big Chris
0: Godwin holds in his second touchdown catch uh, as the Bucks now retake the lead actually for good uh, in this game, coming up with uh, that touchdown. Missed the extra point. Would have liked to have had the extra point, obviously. Didn't get it. So it is only 13-10 at that point. But Tampa Bay still dialing up the defense and getting after Matt Ryan again. They need
1: state dropping back, Ryan. Look, Ryan is under. heat. Side to the 35-yard line. Kevin White has got his second sack of the game. Lyon looked like he was in concrete. He was hit so fast.
0: Devin White's second sack of the first half helped force an Atlanta punt, and then the Buccaneers once again just keep right on rolling, despite Atlanta pinning the Bucs in on the punt down around the five-yard line after a penalty. 95-yard drive from your Tampa Bay Buccaneers as we're going through these highlights off Buccaneers radio. That would include... Uh, Jameis Winston finding Mike Evans for a little history on Sunday afternoon in the Mercedes-Benz Stadium.
1: Six defensive backs. Here is the snap and Winston dropping to look. Throws a pass. Caught ball. First down inside the 35. It's Mike Evans. This one is good. There are no flags and Mike Evans is over 1,000 yards for the season for the sixth straight year. Congratulations Michael.
0: Yes, Mike, over 1,000 receiving yards. Sixth consecutive season to start his career. Only Randy Moss was able to do that with six straight 1,000-yard seasons to start their career. Not even Jerry Rice. How about that? Not Terrell Owens. Not anybody else in all the NFL lore of all those 1,000-yard receiving seasons. Of course, it's become a a much more pass-happy league at this point in the NFL. But good for Mike Evans that he's able to come up with all of that yardage uh, already this season with five games to go over the 1,000 yards. Congrats to him as he would finish uh, on the day with four catches for 50 yards. So the Bucks would move into scoring position. And you know what's coming here because it's been the topic on Sunday afternoon, Sunday night on the internet, uh, and even into Monday on uh, on the on the radio, etc. Big Vita Vea, the defensive tackle, lines up as the fullback in this instance a couple of games ago he was lining up as the fullback and also as the wing like the tight end as a lead blocker here he lines up as the fullback on the goal line and sneaks out for a touchdown that helps bu- the Bucks build the cushion
1: Barber the setback of the fullback is feet of from the one and the ball play action bootleg roll pass to Vita Vea. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. The big fella scores his first career touchdown. Oh boy, what a catch. He was wide open.
0: First touchdown reception, obviously, of Vita Vea's career. Jameis Winston's third one of the first half. Give credit where it is due uh, to the play calling of Byron Leftwich, because there's been a lot of criticism about the Bucs' play call. I think unwarranted, unfounded. Uh, yes, the, the run game was not uh, prevalent enough in the game with the Saints, but the mixture of screen passes, uh, the utilization of different receivers, uh, using quarterback, we saw a quarterback draw yesterday. We, we saw a draw play to Daria Gunbawale that worked. The red zone play calls. This team has not had trouble scoring points game after game after game and putting touchdowns on the board. And they did time and again and again. That was a 95-yard drive late in the first half. Yes, the extra point uh, is no good again, but it's a 19-10 lead going into halftime. And I talked to Coach Bruce Arians coming out of the locker room not only about the Vita Vea play, and he was pleased about that, but Chris Godwin and how well he was playing. And he said defensively, we just got to keep getting after Matt Ryan here. And that would be a theme as the game went on. Most importantly, the Buccaneers got the football to start the second half as the uh, as the Falcons took the ball to start the game and you knew you could set the tone with a 19 to 10 lead if you put something together that's exactly what Winston and the offense did 75 yards nine plays moving down the field another Jameis Winston scramble as part of that Uh, another completion uh, down the field to Chris Godwin as part of that and then eventually Ronald Jones uh, able to bang it in here uh, on a first and goal situation
1: Snap, handoff, Ronald Jones, up the gut, 3, 2, one. He has a Buccaneer touchdown. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. We need the cannons in Atlanta.
0: <laughs> Love the tough running of the second year back out of USC, which he's uh, only demonstrating a time and again this season when you give him space and you give him opportunity. He is a big play player. He, he is a guy that when he smells the end zone is going to break tackles and find a way in. And even though the Falcons blocked the extra point at 25-10, uh, they had a chance to run it in for two points, actually. And Bo Allen, big defensive tackle for the Bucks, made a great hustle play on special teams to run down the returner for Atlanta and keep him from getting the two points. It's still momentum time uh, for your Buccaneers here at 25-10. And uh, love love the spirit with which they played in that third quarter, especially on defense. Uh, here is everything unfolded. And uh, and then uh, would come this turnover. Uh, Matt Ryan looking deep down the field for Calvin Ridley and a great play by Carlton Davis for the INT. Ryan in the
1: shotgun takes the snap and looks over the middle, throws the ball downfield, deep downfield. It is not a caught ball. In it caught ball inside the 10, intercepted by the Bucks. Intercepted by the Bucks. Ridley thought he had the catch. And it's taken away
0: davis comes up with his first interception of the season and actually his first interception of his buccaneer career second year player out of auburn took that ball away from calvin ridley on the deep pass and you could just you could see that atlanta had become totally one-dimensional again no Devonte freeman in the game uh, because of the toe injury no julio jones for part of that third quarter and the Falcons were really struggling, and, and the Bucks aren't going to cry any tears. Buccaneer fans aren't going to cry any tears for the Falcons having injured guys or being depleted, uh, because you got to show up and play with who you have, and uh, and Tampa Bay just pinned the ears back as the game went on. So in exchange of field goals, uh, the game at this point 28-13 as we move into the fourth quarter. Uh, Atlanta in big trouble, and Vita Vea gets into the act right here. Here's the snap
1: to Ryan. Ryan has time. He's pressure. He's going to be hawk tied tight attack by Fina Vea. Veya's got a touchdown and a sack of the same game. How about that for big number 50? That'll bring up third down and 14.
0: Another quarterback sack, and the rookie first round pick registers that one, one of the six sacks on the day. Vea also, look, he had a touchdown catch. He had that sack. He deflected another couple of passes. Fantastic job. Uh, by the rookie throughout the day, and that would lead eventually to another sack of Matt Ryan in a loose football.
1: And a side car in the backfield, shotgun set for Ryan, takes the snap. He's going to throw, looks up field, looks up field. He's flushed on the pocket, flushed. He sacked at the five-yard line. Buccaneers have a six sacks of the game, and Jason Pierre-Paul gets to Ryan. Ball loose, and a touchdown scored by the Bucs, and Dama sue.
0: Yes, Kong Su picks it up, runs it in. Second fumble return touchdown of the season for him. He got one against the Rams out in Los Angeles earlier uh, in the season to clinch that game. This one basically put the game away uh, for the Bucks as uh, he took it in for a 35-16 lead off of the sack fumble. And, uh, and basically the game done at that point, Atlanta got one garbage touchdown with Matt Shaw, the backup coming in, uh, to replace Ryan, who's been beaten around, uh, the last two or three games, uh, a bunch. He was hurt before their bye week with an injured foot. They didn't want to get him any further damage in a game that was basically decided. Buccaneers end up, uh, after that touchdown, getting an onside kick, running the clock out, and a sweet division win, second road division win of the season for the Bucs as you get the victory in Atlanta by the final of 35-22. to So when everything was done on our Hooters postgame show, we went into the happy locker room to talk with a lot of the different guys that had success. First, Jameis Winston here with his comments On the day that started with the interceptions, but as it continued on, a sixth consecutive 300-yard game for Winston, which is a Buccaneer record. And then I also spoke with Chris Godwin, who came up with another 184 receiving yard day and two more touchdowns. Here is the quarterback and his top target from Sunday. Wow, what a performance by this Buccaneer team, and Jameis Winston stands here with me immediately after it is done. How did this team put four quarters together like this today?
2: Uh, just great complimentary football, hats off to our defense, and the line did an amazing job. I, I wasn't touched. Uh, our running backs ran the football really, really well, so, uh, and that's the that's the recipe of winning football. Great defense and a great running game.
0: You had an early interception, a couple of them. What, if anything, did you tell yourself? Because you shook it off and obviously played great the rest of the game.
2: Uh, you you, you got to put them behind you. you just got to keep on playing at the end of the day. Make, make.
0: Chris Godwin, you hit him with a long one in the first quarter. He very nearly had a 200-yard game. Why did he have the success he had? We're uh, doubling him, doubling Mike, so Chris Put out. All right, on the goal line, a lot's going to be made of the past of Vita Vea. Let's talk about the big fella getting six.
2: It's uh, been coming, man. I'm, I'm happy that he was able to uh, get open and, and, and catch his first touchdown pass. It was great.
0: Were you throwing it, confident he's going to catch it, had, had it all the way because oh, yeah. he's got the hands? He
2: has, he has great hands. I was very confident uh, he was going to uh, make a great catch. Even if I would have made a bad throw, he would have made a great catch.
0: Off of a tough loss like last Sunday was, this is a division opponent on the road. How how sweet is that? Uh, it's a blessing to get a division win, uh, especially here uh, in,
2: in this stadium. So, uh, we just got to keep it going. We got to uh, continue to play, play hard and uh, continue to fight.
0: Chris Godwin had a bunch of those yards in this game, 184 of them. Congratulations on the victory. How and why did this team respond the way that it did today?
3: Uh, I mean, really, it, it speaks to our resiliency, man. Uh, we had a really good week of practice, and we were able to come in and translate it to the field.
0: The long touchdown in the first quarter. Describe the ball coming to you, and you did a lot after the catch.
3: Yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was really just kind of like a seam ball. Uh, James, he gave me a great pass right around the yeah. back. Um I was able to catch it and just break a tackle from there. It's just, I man, I'm trying to get in the zone.
0: As this game wore on, you could see the confidence level. James just said complimentary football across the board. You could just see it as as this thing continued. Yeah, for
3: sure. It was a it was a great team win. You know, it wasn't perfect by any means, but you know, every. They stepped up when they needed to step up and made the plays that they needed to make.
0: You officially have touchdown-catching competition now from Vita Vea. Let's let's joke around about that in victory. What about that play? Because I know he's been calling for the ball. Yeah, yeah, man, it was awesome seeing Vita get in there. And
3: I, I think Vita's one of them. This team, man. I don't know if y'all saw his high school highlights, but he played running back in high school, man. Y'all gotta go check that out.
0: Uh, again, for Jameis Winston back here, he had a couple of early interceptions. He shakes that off and basically plays almost a flawless game the rest of the day. Say more about the quarterback play.
3: It's uh, it's, it's great seeing Jameis out there. He can be able the to bounce back. That um, I think one thing about him is he's so resilient, man. Regardless of if it's a good or bad play,
0: the next time trying to get his own. Congratulations. Great game. Yep. Thank you. Time to talk a little Buccaneer defense now with Levante, David, and Ndamukong Su. David, one of the anchors in the middle. Levante had one of those interception opportunities. Bucks had about a half dozen chances to catch the ball and come up with interceptions. Levante's probably going to be gone 75 or 80 yards the other way for a touchdown in the third quarter of this game if he can come up with the interception. He didn't come up with it, but hey, they made the plays they had to make. Levante was all over the field making tackles, tackles for loss. Defense getting sacks. Here's Levante David on his play and then in Su on the defensive line getting the sacks and his fumble return. Here you go. Pretty complete victory for this team. Just tell me more about what this team did uh really from beginning to end.
4: Uh just a complete all-around effort. You know, uh we've been in situations where we was up and then let the lead fall away. And uh we did in this instance we didn't want that to happen. And uh, you know, I know I could speak on defensively, we did a great job of communicating today. Uh, Guys were flying around. We missed a lot of players out there too as well. But, you know, all in all, you know, I was completely pleased with everybody's (laughs) effort, you know, everybody competing, communication, and, uh, you know, it got us a win.
0: As this game wore on, the pass rush became a big factor in the game. You guys were getting sacks, I think unofficially. You had six of them when it was all over with. Just speak to the importance of being able to get after Matt Ryan.
4: I mean, it just, you know, just, just go to with game planning, how they like to do stuff. You know, uh, Devin did a great job. He got two, he had two sets on early. And then uh, uh, Shaq got one, and then, you know, it kept piling on. You know, it just shows the relentless effort, knowing that, you know, uh, it was going to be a situation where they got to pass the ball. And, uh, you know, our front was doing a great job of getting to the quarterback.
0: What if anything in the second half as it remained a two score game had to be said what were you saying for encouragement especially with the young guys in the secondary et cetera?
4: I said the only thing is let's just over communicate keep over communicating everybody being on the same page you know uh, no laws no falling off uh, if you want to be the, the way we want to be the great defense that we always talk about being you know you just can't talk about it you got to be about it so that's basically the message that I said to everybody and uh, we was able to uh, capitalize.
0: And, you know, as a veteran player, to come off of a tough loss last week, to come on the road against a division opponent that had played well the previous two weeks, what does it say for this kind of effort in that kind of circumstance?
4: It's just week in and week out, man. We just got to take it one play at a time, one game at a time, you know, no matter the opponent. You know, and it's just the NFL. Anything can happen. Anybody could, you know, get beat just like that. So, you know, even though we came off a couple tough losses, you know, we was able to rebound and get this one. You know, that always the, the most important one was always the next one.
0: And the next one is Jacksonville next week. As the coach joked, you can't win six. You can only win one. You've won one. I only
4: win one. You know, I just told him when I broke it down, one day at a time, one game at a time. That's our mentality.
0: Levante, thank you. Thank you. Great win by the Buccaneers on the road in Atlanta. Going to make Thanksgiving taste a lot better, including for Ndamukong Su. What a performance for this team, in particular for this defense. Uh, from the beginning of the game, you guys – did a fantastic job. That's me saying that. What stood out? Why did this team play so well for four quarters today defensively?
5: I think first and foremost, we stopped the run. Um, shutting that down allowed us to get out for the quarterback. Offense did an amazing job putting points on the board. Um, so that allowed us to get out for the quarterback and make them a one-dimensional offense. So uh, we continue to do that. We'll, we'll be able to
0: stack wins. So at the beginning of this game, and we've seen this a couple of times, including last week where they had a long drive, you kept them out of the end zone. A couple of times you kept them out of the end zone, and it helped shift the momentum in this game.
5: Yeah, it's super important. Uh, no matter what the situation is, to go out there uh, and, and make sure we, uh, at the very least, get three point, give them, only give them three points or find ways to get turnovers. And defense understands the situations, uh, and being smart in situational football is going to be key for us.
0: As the second half unfolded, you're up by two touchdowns. That's best-case scenario for a defense to get after the quarterback when you know they have to throw, right?
5: No question. Uh, we always want to be in that situation as defense alignment, be able to get after the quarterback, knowing that the, the option of uh, running is very limited, um, and we, we found ways to do that. Uh, got a great way to get after the quarterback and continue to do that as uh, we go against offenses.
0: All right, a couple fun ones. Vita Vea got a touchdown on the goal line on a pass. Give me your reaction to that with the ball in the air to the big
5: Super proud of him, man. He's an athletic young kid. He's going to continue to play at a high level uh, and be able to use him on offense is is just icing on the cake.
0: But being a veteran, you can't let him score without you scoring. So now I think. He may have made it happen with getting the ball out. He was one of the two defenders that was there, and you picked it up. Describe the play running it in again. Uh,
5: Yeah, no question. Uh, He was back there, and I actually pushed him out of the way so I could get the ball. And then he protected me, and I got to the end zone. So uh, I had to try and one-up him, but he he did an excellent job on the offensive side of the ball in, in, in that scoring touchdown.
0: We've asked a couple other guys and a coach off of what was a tough loss at home to the Saints to come on the road and put this kind of performance together against a team that had been playing well. Isn't it that much sweeter? Uh, I mean, at the
5: end of the day, every NFL team is 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 elite. And you know, we understand that we have elite players, and uh, we're going to be put in great situations by Coach Bowles on the defense side of the ball. So we just got to go out there and execute uh, and th- when we do, where things are going to happen our way like they did today.
0: These interviews all courtesy of Buccaneers radio and our coverage with the Hooters postgame show. Great job. Uh, by the bucks to get the win and of course the head coach would be happy bruce arians to get a division road win get back on the winning track especially after such a tough loss with the saints we asked some of the guys about that i wanted to ask the coach about that and more after it was done hard fought road win as they put on four full quarters of of uh, good football to get this one i, I won't speak any more to it uh, Coach Bruce Arians, tell me more about being able to get this win today.
6: Yeah, I love the way our defense was playing. I thought, you know, we got some young guys over there and they're studying a lot of film, and It really showed up today, Um, Devin, and all those guys in the secondary. Uh, You know, we we put them in a bad position early in the game and they answered, you know, they only got three. Um, So yeah, I think our defense is, this might be one of the best games.
0: So many plays that we could hone in on. Let's hone in on one that helped you get the momentum. After an early interception, and they have the field goal. You get the long 71-yard touchdown to Chris Godwin. He did a lot of it after the catch, but the ball is there in position to make a big play. Turns out to be a big momentum swing, did it not?
6: Oh, no doubt. That, that was the one that got us all going. And uh, great throw. He outran the middle linebacker and cover two. And Chris is hard tackle, man. He's hard hard to tackle. He does a great job run after catch. All
0: right. So Jameis had the two early miscues, but basically played a flawless game from there on. What did you see out of your quarterback for the last three and a half quarters of this game?
6: Yeah, He was solid. You know, we we ran the ball well, so our play-action game was good. We, we gave him good protection. He ran when he needed to run. and got some big first downs. I thought he played really well.
0: All right, you get down on the goal line, and you get one to Vita Vea. We joked with you a couple of weeks ago about that formation, and you said to us he's been asking for the football week after week after week. Uh, what, what about it? The big
6: defensive tackle gets a touchdown catch. Yeah, I put that play in late Friday afternoon, and uh, we ran it one time and walked through it the next day. And it's one of those plays that's either going to be wide open or it's not. And uh, and they bid on it, and he was wide open did a great job catching the ball. For
0: the head coach, for a half second, are you concerned at all it's a defensive tackle, or did you know he had it all the way? Just get the ball to him.
6: Oh, no, he's got great hands. You know, we threw it to him a bunch over there to make sure, and uh, he's got really good hands.
0: Uh, the defense. You you had the advantage from the time you came out of the locker room. You were up two scores. Uh, just uh, follow up on what a difference that makes to kind of turn the defense loose when you're up by two scores the whole second half.
6: Yeah, I mean, they, they, and they were getting after Matty and uh, we had a good pass rush. Man, we had five interceptions right in our hands and dropped them, and uh, or it could have been really really out of control. And uh, but man, we we were playing really good, stopping them on fourth down, and uh, just overall coverage, and. Pass rush was a great combination today. Yeah, Vita Vea
0: actually tipped a couple of balls, got the sack fumble that Sue picked up and ran in. Huge game for him. Same question I was asking to a couple of the guys out there off of what was a tough loss, division loss at home. How sweeter is it to come back a week later in the division on the road and perform like this for four quarters?
6: Yeah, I mean, Atlanta was a hot team coming in, and uh, I thought we outplayed them and, uh, in every phase. You know, I was really happy for Matt Gay to get that that field goal after, after the extra point fiascos, and uh, that was big for him.
0: Uh, you know, again, we can single out uh, players on our own. Is there anybody else that stood out? Devin White, a couple of early sacks in this game. Uh, anybody else that stands out at the moment that I've left out maybe that, that caught your eye? No, oh,
6: I thought Carlton Davis had a great game, as did Jamel Dean. And uh, really good job breaking up passes and getting their hands off guys and, and using their length. Just don't drop interceptions. <laughs> catch,
0: catch the ball on that. You joked with us pregame, and I love it. You can't win six games in one weekend. You can only win one game. And that's all you did today is go win one game and
6: get ready for the next game, right? That's it. Show up show up Wednesday and, and go to work with these guys have been doing all year long. They, I can't ask them to work any harder, prepare any harder.
0: It paid off today. Coach, congratulations. Thank
6: you. Thank you. 35-22, Tampa Bay Buccaneer win
0: in Atlanta. You'll see the Falcons again at Raymond James Stadium in the final game of the season. And as I said earlier, very winnable games coming down the stretch. A Jacksonville team, as we look ahead to this week, that's now lost three straight. Yes, the Texans and the Colts, the AFC South foes, are both battling for a playoff spot, but you get both of them at home. Detroit is in the tank, losing to Washington last year. You do have to go play in Detroit, and then you get that Atlanta team one more time. Three of the final four games at home. After you play Jacksonville this week, you get three of the last four in December at home. There is no reason why this Buccaneer team can't start, as, as Sue pointed out, to stack some wins. Go get a win this week, and things are looking up that you could end up being a seven eight dare we even say win out team I don't know that we're gonna get that greedy it's Thanksgiving don't we get greedy and we want the desserts the pecan pie the pumpkin pie I don't know that we're gonna get that greedy and I, and I love the head coach saying pre-game and I mentioned it there on the postgame interview you can't win all six in in one week you got to go win the first one and the bucks have gone and won the first one and congratulations to them for that for the win in Atlanta and now let's see if that can carry over with the momentum certainly uh the, the pass attack you know is going to be there, game in and game out. Love the balance on offense. We talked so much uh, last week about how it sets up in in play action, and you saw that being effective as the game went on. There was a concerted effort to run the ball early in the game. Ronald Jones, 12 carries, 51 yards. Peyton Barber runs so hard. 11 carries, 32 yards. Picked up a couple of uh, key first downs for this team so you had 23 carries from the backs for 83 yards in the game that's solid it helps set up the play action pass it plus uh, Daria Gunbawale also had a had a carry for 12 yards in the game so really you had uh, what 24 carries and my quick math 95 yards that is solid play from your run game setting up the play action setting up the downfield throws you got to have that continue starting this week with Jacksonville. Jaguars, again, have lost three straight. Tennessee blew them out on Sunday. They've returned free agent acquisition Nick Foles to the starting lineup the last two games. Hasn't made a difference as they've been way behind in both losses to Indianapolis and Tennessee. Now we'll see what happens for that matchup that is upcoming Uh, this Sunday. TIAA Bank Field is what they call it. The old Gator Bowl that has been uh, revitalized. The old Gator Bowl Stadium in North Florida. Buccaneers and the Jaguars. We only play them in the regular season every four years as part of the AFC South. Buccaneers, again, will play three AFC South teams in December here. Not the NFC South, but the AFC South. It starts with the Jags, and then the Texans and the Colts will be home games to close out the year. We will be on the air coming at 1030 98 Rock and the Buccaneers Radio Network pregame show beginning at noon, but we're on the air on 98 Rock and the Buccaneers mobile app, etc. 10.30 from Jacksonville. Bucks and Jaguars are coming up this Sunday with a chance for back-to-back road wins and three wins in four games. Uh, Let's see if the Bucks go play a solid game, a clean game, certainly with the defense and the pass rush getting after Foles. And let's see if Jacksonville... Uh, At this point, like we're talking about uh, with their struggles, if you could continue those, keep them psychologically struggling uh, here with a good start early on in the game and go get a victory in North Florida. That'll do it for this edition of the Nothing But Bucks podcast. My thanks to Steve Carney for all the help with the highlights and the interviews. Jeff Ryan's our director of broadcasting. We want to thank you for finding us. Again, subscribe to the podcast. It'll come your way on Mondays after the games automatically. If you subscribe through iTunes, you can find it on the Buccaneers mobile app on Buccaneers.com as well now whether you found it through the social media link uh, or not you just go ahead and subscribe and nothing but bucks will come to you again happy thanksgiving folks enjoy the holiday be safe the family the food the football as i like to say for this uh, this coming week and the bucks will be ready to be back at it they're gonna have practice obviously on wednesday probably an early practice on thursday before thanksgiving uh, get that friday fast practice done and then head to north florida for the game with the jaguars and a chance for back-to-back road wins we will talk to you from jacksonville next for the buccaneers and their rivals from the northern part of the state and then we will be back next monday after it is all done with another edition of nothing but bucks happy thanksgiving bye